Bosh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to our last ever strike thoughts before the world ends and we get nuked. Pete, um, <laughs> we were just talking. Um, yeah, what's, what, what, what the fuck's going on out there, man? I have no idea. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, God knows. When it worked, because yeah, some people was like, oh, this has happened before. It's just Putin, like, trying to test the water and trying to get more. What I don't know what he's after, but like I'm guessing he wants more of something out of Ukraine or be able to. I've literally no idea, but yeah, people have been like, oh yeah, don't worry, it's happened before. Like, and then, but I don't think it's happened to this extent where everyone else is getting involved and like they've actually like invaded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's happened obviously when they went and took the Crimea, um, and then we obviously imposed sanctions on the Crimea and Russia and stuff like that, and then that kind of finished, and then but the way I was reading it, it's like there was there was obviously the two parts of Ukraine that were like, you know, bipartisan and wanted to kind of be under Russian control. And I thought he was just going in to sort them out. But then I've looked at the news today and he's basically just bombing the whole fucking country. It's so messed up. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens, like the retaliation that the West do. Um, yeah, it's mental. It's, it's mental. Because at the moment it's like, yeah, because it's like, it's weird, isn't it? Because they're sort of, just like sort of little, what do, what's what's the word? Like not like threats, but like um, oh, I'm so bad with words. Um, <laughs> Good job we do a podcast. I'm having it. <laughs> uh, what what sort of what's what is that? Uh, when you're being like aggressive to someone, but you're not showing it, you're sort of doing it in a sneaky way. Right. Okay. Now I get what you're saying. Like you know what kind I mean, of yeah. like microaggressions. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe it begins, maybe it begins with P. I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, it seems like they're just like, like don't do this, otherwise this provocations. That's yeah, like, and it just seems weird because you've got like, fucking Boris and that sitting there going like, oh, like be careful. It's the same. But obviously, what other? Because someone was telling me about what uh, is it NATO? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like someone was telling me about that, and I didn't even know that was a thing. I just thought everyone was all in the same boat. Everyone got along. <laughs> I have no fucking no idea. Oh man, yeah, it's, it's it is messed up. It just kind of like it just puts everything else in perspective to be like, right, if we are actually like going to actual war, yeah, yeah. like you know, is this kind of stuff important? But at the same time, um, you know, some people might need a little podcast just to fucking escape the actual oh, yeah. fucking 100%. bullshit that's going on at the moment. Yeah. So you know, it's important. Just we we just try and live our normal lives as much as possible well, they, before we. It get was fun. fucking hilarious. There was like got in this got into work this morning and it was like obviously it's a lot more quiet when i first get in not all the machines are on all of a sudden there was this fucking rumble like the whole factory was like shaking and i was like i just looked around for a second (laughs) yeah i was like what the fuck is it i was like it's happening and then i heard my mate i heard my mate like shout from the other side of where like where he works around the corner from me and i went around there he was like do you fucking hear that I was like, was that thunder or what? Like, it must have been thunder, but he was just like, fucking hell. He's like, my heart was going. It was raining. It must have been a storm. He, yeah. He was like, what happens if the sirens start going in there? I was like, I don't fucking know, do I? <laughs> we pretty much did say, like, I said to him today at the end, I was like, he was just joking about it. I was like, what would you do if they said, right, it's 24 hours and then it's all done. It's all going off. So I was like, what would you do? And he, we were both like, just get everyone get everyone to give you no know, family friends get down the pub and just fucking 
<laughs> wax some music on. Fucking hell. Wait for it to what all blow it? over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it wouldn't. You'd all be dead like, in 24 hours, but like, you wouldn't know it. Yeah, I don't think we're I don't think we're gonna to get to that point um where bombs are, are dropped on any Western countries. I'd like to think that anyway, but yeah, who who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I just yeah. like it. I just like watching the news every now and again because it's like they'll talk about that and then it'll be like and now the news in your area and it's like a local bakery. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, have you have you seen the new DiCaprio film? Uh what don't look up. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly that, and it. You know, when they're sitting there trying to tell them two news broadcasters, yeah. like, no, this is fucking serious. They're yeah. like, okay, yeah, wicked. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Move, like moving on to the next thing. Well, speaking of moving on to the next thing, Pete, I guess we should talk a little bit of fighting. And uh, it was actually quite a good card on the weekend. Actually, I really enjoyed it. Um, I stayed up as much as I could on Saturday night to, to kind of watch it. Uh, and uh, I'd had a couple of drinks as well. So my notes from those fights aren't the most detailed. Um, but uh, the first fight I had was Chad uh, and Hilliger against Jesse Strader. Good fight, really uh, quick back and forth. Um, and then Chad drops him with an amazing left hook in round three. Vicious ground and powered. Um, we had Gloria de Powder as well against Belbita. That was a straw weight. That was a close fight as well. Uh, Gloria won that one 29 28. And then we had Mark Striegel against Chaz Skelly as well. Uh, Chaz won with a huge knee and put Striegel away. Now, Pete, I think that Paul Felder is the best post fight interviewer that's currently working uh, in, uh, in, in the UFC commentary team. What, what, do, do, do you like Felder on commentary? And what do you think about his interview skills? Uh, I like him as a commentator. I don't know why. Why, why do you think he's the best host interviewer? Because when he is doing the interviews afterwards, like you can tell they've obviously got questions they've got to ask. Like, I don't know if you noticed, but a question that they ask all the time is like, "Were you surprised by anything?" Yeah, like it's a yeah, question. Rogan says it a lot. It's Rogan's yeah. go-to question all the time. Did yeah. anything surprise you? Did anything surprise you? And then they obviously have questions that are already in their head, so the fighter will say something. And then, like, some of them have their set of things. Like, Bisping always says, when can we get you back in here? And do you want to call anyone out? DC always asks people if they want to call anyone out. But Felder is always respectful and always just lets the fighters guide the conversation. Like, he'll ask a fighter a question. Um, we'll come on to it, like, um, at the end as well. I think, basically, he said it about... Um, Jamar Hill and Jamar Hill was just basically like, I think a bit of people need to start talking about me in a different way. And then Paul Felder mm. was like, okay, in what, in what kind of way? Like, I just, I think he's fucking really, really good. Great commentator. Great, great in, uh, great in, in the octagon as well. Um, yeah. The prelims were pr- pretty good again. Like we mentioned that huge knee from Chas Skelly, Pete. Uh, that was a, a mm. huge knee. Did you see that one? Yeah, it was that his, they said it was that's, they said it might have been his retirement fight, but then they was like if it's like he's had a performance that good, maybe he'll rethink things and he might get a new deal or something. But yeah, it must be tough to go out. Because a lot of people you do see, didn't they? They go out in their retirement fight and they like lose or they it's like a close decision or something, and it's but yeah. I guess he'd have to rethink things a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> especially performing like that. Yeah, really, yeah, really yeah. good. Um, we then had uh, Jessica Rose Clark against Stephanie Egger and Stephanie uh, was just absolutely dominant in this one. Some really good judo throws and then got her with the arm bar. Um, shame because actually like she's the Australian chick, isn't she, Jessica Rose Clark? 
Um, I really do like her as well. But Stephanie was just a is bit this too. The... She's the one with the tattoos. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a bit too powerful for that one there. And then the the featured prelim, Pete Gabriel Benitez against David Anama, and mate, this was an absolutely fierce display from the Ugandan. Gabriel actually had him had him hurt and was kind of walking him down. But yeah, be careful what you wish for when you're walking him down. Anama comes back, fourteen punch flurry, and absolutely KOs him. Um, this was incredible. I remember seeing Anama because he was the first Ugandan fighter. Um, and Gabriel Benitez is obviously a, a well recognised name as well, Pete. But David just looked really impressive here, eh? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he looks. What weight? What weight was that? That's featherweight. He's big for a featherweight. I tell yeah, you. no, he is. Yeah, I thought they said he. I'm sure they were talking about him, maybe like moving up or something. Um, mm. But yeah, no, it was a really good fight. The other guys, he was. I think I remember seeing him before, like maybe in uh, like lockdown and stuff. Like mm-hmm. his leg kicks were fucking brutal. But oh, he's killing him. Yeah, yeah. The other guy just fucking walking him down. <laughs> Moving on to the main card, uh, we had Joaquin Buckley against Abdul Razak Al Hassan. This was like, this was a fight that I was really, really looking forward to. It was a great fight, really close. Um, but I, I did, I gave round three to Abdul, but the the first two rounds were to Buckley. Proper, proper war. This one. What did you think of this one, Pete? Yeah, yeah it's good. It was fun. Like all the fucking shit as well with that geezer in his corner. I can't believe that even happened. Um, yeah, what what was going? What happened? Do you know? Do you know that guy is? No. So he's like, um, oh no, I do the Detroit guy, right? He's like a, yeah. but surely it's not serious though, is it? He's just, he's a meme. I think Buckley even said afterwards in the interview he was like, putting that guy in my corner got me like hundreds of thousands and more eyes on me and like followers and stuff like that. So he's just doing it to pump himself up, which is like, yeah, fair play. It's like it's like going. It's like you've got a fight coming up and no one's really watching you and you're like, oh, by the way, I've got fucking Johnny Knoxville in my corner tonight. He's been yeah. doing my striking for me. Yeah, and everyone's yeah, like, yeah. what? Could this be real? Like, it's <laughs> yeah, just... yeah, yeah. But yeah, this is so funny, man. Just seeing the photos of this fucking guy like with his arm around him. like It's almost like a Steven Seagal type fucking situation. But um, actually, that's very disrespectful to Steven Seagal. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell. No, but I get but, what um, you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. Because yeah, yeah. no, what everyone thought it was, like, the first few videos, everyone thought it was really serious because he used to do the self-defence videos. And then after a while, you're like, mate, this guy's yeah, off the, his bonds here. Yeah, the, the, the videos are so bad. Like, cause everyone, that's how he got famous, because everyone was caning him, saying, like, his defence videos are fucking awful. And, like, there's literally ones of him trying to grab guns out of people's hands and the kids are, like, flicking it back. Like, they've still got it and they're, like, shooting him. Yeah. He's like, no, no, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, like... <laughs> but um no, in terms of the fight, I think yeah, I think Buckley done well. Um yeah. obviously he's a bit he's on a bit of an up and down on his in his career at the moment, but like um I think I think he's done well, like really good professional performance. I think um Hassan's just a bit I wouldn't say a one trick pony, but you look at him and it's just sort of almost that's all he's got. If he doesn't mm. catch you with something big and explosive, then I don't know, like what else has he really got? I'm not too sure. But. Yeah, he's quite one-dimensional in regards to the fact that he's just looking for the big power shots, and then obviously that can mm. that can tie you out a little bit. Buckley just looks like he's a bit bit more about him, um, you know, setting mm. up his shots really really, uh, really well there. But it, it was an exciting fight; it definitely lived up to it. It was a really really good fight. Um, next, Pete, Jesus Christ, we had Jim Miller against Nicholas Motta. And Jim Miller was just eating his legs up. Uh, Motta landed a big shot in round one, but Jim Miller, round two, 
absolutely fantastic. Uh, landing with a, a leaping right hook, jumping in with a right hook, huge ground and pound. What a performance and takes him to the most wins in UFC history. We spoke about Jim Miller before. There's not really much more we can say, Pete, but how impressed were you with him? Yeah, really. Like even I didn't really, obviously I didn't know who this kid was, but it sort of reminded me of when he did get tagged. It reminded me of uh, when Cowboy fought that, was it Morono or was that his yeah, name? Alex Morono, yeah. Yeah, when he fought him and he started getting lit up and I was like, oh, fuck, man, he's done. Like, he's done. Um, and then, like, but, yeah, Jim Miller's got that, I don't know, he's got a different sort of, like, fight in him. I think he still, like, loves it. He's not just doing it for the money or whatever. He's doing it for his, like, legacy and he just loves getting in there. Wants to. I think he said he wants to try and make UFC 300. Yeah, um, yeah. Which would be wicked. But, like, yeah, he's definitely just so, like, well-rounded and just... Yeah, he just especially for like, especially knocking people out as well. You think someone getting on a bit, he'd look to like yeah. drag someone down, grapple them, sub- submit them and stuff. But no, he's, he's shown he's still got it. Definitely, definitely. It's not one of those situations where you see a veteran in there and you're like, oh, hang it up, mate. He's he's still knocking people mm. out, especially a young kid like Nicholas Motto. And yeah, really, really impressive for him. So hopefully he can make that UFC 300 card. It's interesting though, what do you do in the position? Do you just keep training and try and keep, preserve yourself to get to UFC 300 or do you kind of fight, take a few fights? We before? On? We're only on like 271. 271, 271. I think he's well not at the time, but I think afterwards he's come out and said he'd like to get the winner of Cerrone and Lauzon. Okay, but that'd be like that'd be a wicked fight, any like either one. So yeah, and that's be, been that's good. been moved as well. That's not on London anymore. That's fucking. It's been moved to like a. I don't know whether it's like their own card or like a one of the big sort of pay per view events, maybe oh, like right. two seven three or something. But I don't I don't know why it's been moved. But yeah, it's not on London anymore. Oh, interesting. Okay, I was looking for. Yeah, I was looking forward to that. I was looking forward uh, to that. Um, okay, we then had Parker Porter against Alan Boudot. Uh Parker got the decision here. Uh, this was just a bit. It's a bit slow, Pete. Porter, Porter was getting the uh, the better of the clinches and grappling and gets the win. Bit slow this one with the big boys. They kind of. To be fair, you, I was about to say they ran out of steam, but Parker's cardio was actually quite good. I thought. Yeah, I thought the other guy got a got a second wind as well because he was a bit slow in the second round I was like oh he's pretty much done and then he come out and he started tagging him I thought he was doing really well mm. and then he, he was even like shouting when he to the corner he's like it's just like <laughs> and he gets taken down he couldn't get back up again yeah yeah it reminded yeah. me of, it reminded me a bit of like a let's just say like a not as good Cyril Garn right like the way he was moving I don't know whether he's from the same French camp but yeah he's like sort of in and out like he's striking the half decent but yeah, fucking Porter done well. Yeah, no, he did. He added, just had a bit too much for him. Uh, he got the win there by unanimous decision. And then just moving on to the last two fights, Pete, before we talk a little bit about the card that's coming up this weekend. Um, Kyle Dorcas against Jamie Pickett. Uh, Jamie's obviously been, you know, uh, a fighter that we've been uh, seeing coming up during lockdown. Kyle's had a, a few good fights as well. But God, how close was this? Sinks in a choke. And then Jamie tapped literally at the buzzer. Now, it says on the UFC website here that it was four minutes and 59 seconds with the submission. It's got to be the latest submission in in, in, in round one history. Literally couldn't be any later. Um, if he just held on, Pete, he would have made it. <laughs> yeah, I think he was getting fucking 
torn apart though. I, he really impressed me, Dorcas. Like, oh yeah, because he sort of surprised me when I, I obviously wanted uh, Holland to win when they fought, and I, I was like a big Holland fan. And then like, I thought, I was like, who's this guy? Like, he don't look like he don't look like much, but yeah. fuck me, he's like he's got everything. Like he's striking, he looks fucking dangerous. Um, he's grappling, obviously now his submissions and just yeah, he's got he's got like he could be a pretty good contender now in that middleweight division. Definitely, yeah. That, that that was that catch weight. Interestingly enough, um, it's, I find it interesting when UFC are doing these catch weight fights um, at all these different weight divisions. It just means that you know, if they're doing these catch weight fights, why don't you just make it into a fucking division? Oh, it's so like, like it's so obvious, isn't it? I, I'd like to know their reason behind not having like what Rogan says, like one every ten pounds. I think I think Dana wants to keep it. When when he spoke about it before, what, from what I hear. It's like he wants to make it quite exclusive to be a UFC champ. Like he doesn't want to have too many belts, and he wants it to be yeah. quite like to be hard to get a title. Like I don't know. I, I, for me, more weight classes means more fighters, means more fights, means more belts, means more excitement. That's that's the way. It, that's, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. But yeah, like it's not, and it, and it would only be like, would it be double like double the amount of belts? Like say there's six now or whatever. Maybe there's maybe there's more. But say there's six, they'd have to be maybe they'd end up being eleven or twelve if there was one in between. It's still not that much. But like it's not, is it? It's like and it's still pretty like exclude. Like say what's the big gap? I think the big ones before you go to heavyweight is like middleweight to light heavyweight in it that's like 185 to 205 correct so like if you had if you had one at like 195 yeah you know what i mean that's still a, quite a jump and it's like you could have like an exclusive champion at like i'm like 195 like a cruiserweight or something like whatever they want to fucking call it but like it's annoying isn't it because they make this fucking stupid like bad motherfucker belt that really no one cares about anymore and it's just like why can't you just do a few more and then, but then they've also then they've also got the jump from um lightweight 155 up to welterweight 170. Yeah, so that's and, what's that 15 pounds? Yeah. yeah, so where's the 160, 165? Like, what's going on there? Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's, it's mad. And I suppose the I argument is go on. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, I just think it would be exciting. It's like, yeah, like almost like a PR thing, like you know, like wrestling and that, like, same happens. Like WWE, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is different." Something's like when they done like SmackDown versus Raw. It's like it could almost be like that. It's, they could make it a big fucking thing and be like, "Oh, the UFC, we're expanding. We're gonna have this belt, this belt, this belt, and this belt. Who's gonna be fighting for it to be the new champion?" It's like everyone would be fucking gagging for it. Hundred <laughs> percent. But then also the other argument, I guess you could say, is like, right, let's say you got one seventy, and then you had one at like one sixty. Like Usman's just gonna go and take that, I guess. Would that be an argument, or do you feel like? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's the only that's the only problem. Like, you'd have busy and Usman and that all taking all the belts. Like, yeah, you just have double champs anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe even if they just put a couple, I don't know. I don't know what the um. Maybe there's like statistics of like what weights miss most. Maybe it's like middleweight always misses. There's more fighters that miss that. So maybe they need to do one in between that and welter or or middleweight and light heavy. But even like just a couple more belts, like I think it'd be exciting. I think something around the 160 mark and maybe the 190 mark would kind of make sense. You know, it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a strange one. But, um, you know, Dana knows what he's doing, I'm sure, I'm sure. Um, hey, yeah. let's move on to the main event. And I had really high hopes for this one. It didn't disappoint. We had Jamal Hill 
against Johnny Walker and Jamal Hill. My goodness, a huge right hand to the fucking temple. Absolutely put Walker down before he even hit the ground. Smashes his neck on the cage. Um, really impressive. What were your thoughts on this? What were you expecting? Were you surprised? Did anything surprise you? About <laughs> yeah, just that I'm truly like, everything was going pretty like, just normal up until that point. And it was just yeah. like, fucking hell, like, yeah, it was, it was like... Not saying he like he shocked me that he knocked him out because obviously Johnny Walker's a bit susceptible to them sort of shots, but like he's been knocked out before. Um, but yeah, it's just like right on the temple, just a fucking feel sorry for him, man. That's a bad, that's a bad highlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah no, fair play to Jamal Hill. Um, but is is Jamal ranked now, or is he was he ranked? Uh, so now just going to the light heavyweight. Um, I think he was, wasn't he? Yeah, so we've got Jamal Hill now, who's ranked at number 10. Uh, now, you also sent me um, some uh, the, the fight that's coming up. So we've got Teixeira, and he's going to be fighting uh, Yuri Prokaska. Um, no yeah. rematch for, for Jan, Pete. What, what, what's, what, what do you think about that? What's going on there? I don't know. I thought I heard... I'm sure I heard Jan come out and say something, like he needs to maybe refocus and drop down and fight someone else, like... Can't remember what he said exactly, but it was along those lines. Like he needs to sort of reset, like I guess he did before when he was on that free fight losing streak or whatever it was, and he mm. thought he was going to get cut. So probably a good move. Um, but yeah, there's some good fights out. I think I don't know whether it was Paul Felder because he, I remember him. He did say to Jamal Hill, "This is your microphone. This is your moment." And he was like, "Oh, I'll fight anyone." And then I think afterwards they were talking about maybe Anthony Smith. Oh, nice. Okay. Fight. Um. But yeah, there's there's some good fights in there. I think it's not. I don't think it's the most exciting division at the moment. It's a bit like, I wouldn't say stale, but like, I don't know. Like no, I get what you're Glover, saying. How long's Glover really going to hold on to that belt? Like, how long is he going? I've got a feeling he's going to get smashed. <laughs> but, what, by, yeah, but you but never I think, know. I think it's going to be you a long know. day at the office for him for Yuri. I, I, I definitely do feel that. Um, yeah, Yan's obviously we've got Glover uh, title, Yan number one. Then we've got Yuri there, and obviously who's fighting for the title. We've got Alexander Rakic in there. We've got Anthony Smith. We've got Tiago Santos. We've got Magomed Ankalaev in there. Dominic Reyes, Vulcan Ozdemir, Nikita Krilov, and Jamal Hill. That's the top 10. Then we've got Paul Craig, obviously, who has taken a, a victory yeah. over Jamal Hill. Um, big Paul's in there. Johnny Walker, obviously, just got knocked out. Ryan Spann, Jimmy Crew, and Kutalaba. Um yeah, when you say, I think what you mean by stale, like I, I get what you're saying. I don't think it's stale, but those names have all been there for a long time, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a division that's not moving. But then saying all that, Jamal Hill, you know, just comes into into it and looks like a real contender. You know, he's got pretty much everything in his locker. And for a big, to be able to knock out Johnny Walker like that is no mean feat. Like, I'm really, really excited by this dude. So we'll see what happens with him. Um yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about Yuri um, against Glover, but I think we might be uh, in agreement there. Um, then we've obviously all, also got um, on that same card on May 7th, it's going to be Oliveira against Gaethje. Pete, thoughts about that? Uh, I'm just excited. I'm excited for them. <laughs> so good. All them free fights. Oh, I think it's something fucking crazy. A stat popped up, I think, of Olivier. Oh, that was it. I think Jim Miller's got is he tied for the most wins or maybe well, he's got the most wins? Yeah, Jim Miller's sure. got the most wins, yeah. Yeah, but then Olivier has got the most finishes. Finishes, With like yeah. 
18, 18 finishes or something like that. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's just fucking insane. Like, you think, because you don't, you sort of forget how long he's been in it. Yeah. But then you forget, I suppose when he first started, he was fighting like, you know, like, I didn't even really know who he was. I just thought he was just this skinny guy. Yeah, he's submitting people and blah, blah, blah. But the, yeah, to, for them to rack up and be like, even having 18 wins in the UFC, but 18 finishes, like, it's fucking Mad. insane. It is and mad. he's getting better. That's the scary thing. Exactly. He's getting better as his champ and just loves ch- fucking choking people. It's, it's it's really, really exciting to see. Uh, and then we've you got... What's your, what's your oh, prediction I, on I, I mean, every single time I've, I've thought it's been a test for Oliveira, he's just walked it with flying colours. Um, and Gaethje's... I don't, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be really, really exciting. Um, who did Gaethje fuck up? It was Ferguson, wasn't it? Just absolutely destroyed Tony Ferguson. Um, and that was though, yeah, exactly. So, you know, he, he's obviously, you know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm excited though, I'm excited for that. Chandler Ferguson mm-hmm. as well, Pete. What do you think about that? They had a little bit of tiff, tiffs and toffs at the uh, one of the press conferences, didn't they? Yeah, I'm a bit weird with this one. I was thinking about it the other day, like, I'm I don't know why I'm just such a big like Chandler fan now. I just love the way that he's come into the UFC and he seems like such a genuine guy, like. Listen to him on Rogan, he just seems so like down to earth, but he is just like an like, out and out killer. Like he's out, but but I think this time he's he's got to go for like the win. He can't be worried about like, oh, let's make it fight of the night or fight of the year. I think he's just got to go out there for the win and just whatever that means, like go back to your wrestling. But then I think I think he I don't know. I think he, if he tags Tony on the feet, like it could be fucking game over. Like especially after Ferguson's last few fights, but yeah, you never know. He could catch him in saying like a submission. But I don't. I don't. I'm not sure Ferguson. Uh, I'm not sure Chandler's been submitted, or if it is, he's only he doesn't get submitted a lot. But I just see like more wins, more winning opportunities for Chandler, and I think he's on the up. Interesting to see. Really, really exciting, that card. But anyway, that's a long time to wait for that one. May 7th, we might not even be alive by then um, if uh, Putin's got his way. Moving on to the card that's coming up, Pete, we've got Islam Makachev. Now, Islam was originally supposed, uh, supposed to be fighting Benil Dariush, and I was really, really excited for that one because I thought if there's one person that can really test Islam's ground game and grappling, um, it is going to be Benil. Um, obviously, Paul's out. So then we've got Bobby Green at Islam. Uh, and this one, again, is at catch weight. Very, very strange. Um you know, Bobby Green's an absolute gangster. Just coming into this one, um, yeah. What, what do you uh, what do you think about this, Pete? Yeah, I think that's Bobby Green's side that's obviously done the catch weight because he. I think I heard him on Ariel Hawani's show, and he was like, "Look, man, I know I'm always in shape and stuff, but after I win, like, or after a fight, I go hard." And I think he was talking. I can't remember what he was saying. He was eating something you might have been like sushi or saying he's like i'll go hard on the fucking sushi so he's probably been out partying and like eating <laughs> and he's then he's got the call and i guess by that time you could you could have put on like 10 15 pounds so he's just like but um i don't know it's going to be one of them again and it? it's going to be like if he can maybe tag him on the feet then he's got a chance but once he gets taken down it's probably fucking not going to be good probably curtains yeah i, I, I can't really see I, I like both of these fighters. I love Bobby Green. I'm a massive Islam fan as well. 
Um, I can't really see past Islam at the moment. I think he's probably going to be the next person that gets that title around his waist. So um, interesting to see there. We've got some other fights as well, though. Misha Cernikos fighting Wellington Terman in the middleweight division. That'll be fun. Uh, Ji Yong Kim is fighting uh, Priscilla Kukera as well. Uh, uh, Saru fighting as well against Joel Alvarez. And Robocop, Gregory Rodriguez, who looked really good in his last fight, is fighting um, Armin Petrosian as well. Uh, and then obviously you've got the prelims there as well, Pete. Um, yeah, some really exciting things coming up. Uh, and uh, this one should be good. This one starts at 12. I'm liking these new kind of early starts. It, it helps me watch the prelims a little bit. Um, any yeah. other wicked whispers from yourself, Pete? No. <laughs> like uh, I think I've told you all. Yeah. We've, We've been talking through the week. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm. Um... Oh, what happened in? Oh, did you see the guy get? Oh, just listening, listening to Rogan's last one. He's got some chef on there, but they just they were just talking about uh, like a Bellator fight. You see the guy that got spinning back kicked? Nah. Oh, it was like I did. I've so I've only seen the highlights, but it was like a spinning back kick to the body as the guy was like running in, really? and then they showed they showed the X-ray and like. I don't know how many, how many ribs, but it looked like all of that side of his ribs had just caved in. It's just like, oh, like, okay. There are some, I do, I do sort of wish I'd, the UFC takes up a lot of time, do you know what I mean? Over the weekend, yeah. it takes up like hours to watch it. So I wish I could watch all these others. And also, did you see uh, Mike Perry? Did you see his bare knuckle fight? No, did he win? Oh, mate, fucking hell, yeah. I think he won decision against that. I think his name is Julian Lane. He right. was like the Larry guy from Ultimate Fighter. One who was like, he's got those like bald head like tattoos. He was like crying. There's like a famous like video of him saying, well, he wants to fight everyone in the house. He was one of them guys, but right. he's been doing really well out there. And then uh, Mike Perry went over there and they obviously got into an altercation. Oh, I don't know if I sent you a video where Mike oh, Perry by the commentary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, they started swinging at each other. So obviously the fight got made. And you, I was watching it thinking, fucking Mike Perry's going to get fucking mullered here. Like he's not used to this sort of stuff. And yeah, he went out there and fucking one decision. There's some wicked videos and like stills of him like spitting, spitting out blood. blood and, and shit. I think like, I've seen a few. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, looks like absolute fucking warrior. But Chad He's Mendes as well. I think he won by knockout. So it's uh, that's one thing I'd actually like to watch, even though it's like fucking brutal. It's just stand up fighting. There's a loads of knockouts all the time. It's just like it looks. It looks like fun to watch. Yeah, I, I do enjoy stand-up. I like watching a lot of Muay Thai as well. I like watching Liam Harrison fights. Um, so, yeah, it's just as exciting. Anyway, we're talking about other sports, Pete. Why don't we talk a little bit, just to finish off, we've got a bit of Karn and Brook. Um, a big fight in British boxing history. The main thing, takeaway from it, was every single person I spoke to going, oh, it's too late, they should have done it 10 years ago. Yeah, okay, I know, but at least they're fucking yeah, doing yeah. it. And, you know, they're in there. Yeah. Um, I thought Khan actually started quite well, but Brook was just landing the stiffer shots. Um but it was a bit of a, I suppose Khan after the fight even said that he hasn't really got it in him anymore. But he, he had some good little flurries and his chin held up quite well. But Brooke just beat him up, didn't he, basically? Yeah, there's, that's what I mean. It's all, you can tell it was like Brooke had that sort of like killer mentality, like kill or be killed. He was ready to fucking go to war. Not yeah. saying like Khan's always ready for that, but maybe there's just something that's not inside, and it's just like once he got going and got tagged a few times, it's like, oh fuck, man, I'm not, I'm not on that level anymore. Um, but yeah, you're right. No, his, his chin did. <laughs> his legs didn't. Well, his legs fucking struggled a bit, but he was still, 
that's what I love about him. Everyone calls him a fucking pussy or whatever. I was like, oh, he ain't got no chin and that. It's like, but he's always in. The, I've never seen him in a boring fight mm. ever. Like even when he gets banged out, it's always like a, a fucking brawl or like competitive or whatever. Um, and yeah, he's been in there with, with some fucking monsters. But it was it was nice to see him sort of sort it all out and. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited for like fights in the future now. Like, um, I want I really want to see fucking Conor Ben against uh, Eubank. Eubank Junior. Yeah, just the like the boys against each other. Like, obviously, it's gonna be such a so much narrative fight. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, there's not really. It's about it though, really. It's not really apart from a I think Dylan White and Fury. Fury. Yeah. That'd be interesting, but it definitely um, will. It definitely will. It's going to be interesting to see. I think boxing people saying boxing is back, though. I'm starting to agree. Like, you know, he's one of the I haven't, I haven't sat down and watched a boxing card for for a long time. Um, and that was quite yeah. it was quite good to watch. Um, you had another guy making his debut, I forget his name now. Um, in, in the heavyweight division, though, he's been uh, the, the oh, captain yeah, of the, the amateur, um, Great Britain boxing team, and then obviously he had his first pro fight and just fucking started wading on the guy. So he looks like a, a, a he looks one for, potentially for the future as well. So, but no, I think I, I you know it was good to see two legends of British boxing going at it. I don't care what people say, Khan is is a legend, Brooks a legend as well. Um, you yeah. know they've both done so much for the sport, so it was really good to see. And obviously, yeah, you know, ref just kind of stopped it in round six uh, after Khan was taking it a bit of a battering. But yeah, like you say, people mm-hmm. saying he hasn't had much of a chin, but I thought he did okay. I thought he did okay. Um, yeah, didn't get him down. Didn't get him down. Exactly. Yeah, he stayed on his feet. He stayed on his feet. <laughs> oh, now he's a pussy. Um. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. All yeah. right then, Pete. Um, yeah. Well, really exciting card coming up this weekend. Um, hopefully, starting from uh, a few weeks, I need to buy um, a few bits and bobs and some accessories and stuff. But we should be able to get back in person hopefully soon, um, and we can get back to doing them. And I can see your pretty face again if we're still alive. If we're, if still, we're alive. still alive. If there's still word to live in, um, and the people that are in power uh, don't fuck us up. All right, mate. Take care. See you later. Take care.